hi, hi. I have got to say, it feels and is feeling and continues to feel so good to be back in this space with y'all. I opened my email and have started going through um, some of the questions and the comments that y'all have sent me and getting those organized and getting caught up after my hiatus and there were parts of me that were feeling very guilty that I went on a hiatus and that I haven't been in communication with y'all as much as I, you know, feel like I should have been or wanted to be, but here we are. And nevertheless, it felt really good to come back to a space that like really fills, fills the hell out of my cup. Um, and just reading all of these things that were so thoughtful and kind and things that you, you know, folks said and took time out of their day to write to me that means a lot to me please keep doing it um not necessarily because I need to <laughs> I need to read kind things about myself but I really do love the idea of um truly like being in community with y'all whether that is um you know brainstorming or like helping y'all out with ideas on things to make or answering questions of yours um this part brings me a lot of joy so at any rate th thanks thanks for being here and hanging out with me um i'm gonna get right into it um and start start by getting back to some of y'all again thank you thanks for for hanging out with me in this way uh Amy wrote, Hi, Ava. I just wanted to first say that I first started following you because of your bakery, Buttermoon. Then I discovered you at City Park Farmers Market, and I can now say that I have been lucky enough to attend your offbeat market at the Block Distilling Co. What a gift you have for bringing community together. My girlfriend and I had such a good time. All of your vendors were so diverse. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the bar itself is a really fun place. I feel really lucky to be able to watch you grow your businesses. I wanted to know what your plans for offbeat market are and if you are considering doing it every week or just once a month through the summer. Take care, Ava. Um, first of all, thank you. If you know anything about me or if you're close to me um, or if you listen to me talk in any capacity, you know that um, being in community myself, you know, as I mean, just being in community, whether that looks like being with my people or my chosen family or my partner, or if it looks like being a community organizer, or if it looks like, you know, being a vendor at a, in a community space in the farmer's market, I love it so much. I love the way that it fulfills me. I love feeling as though I am being of service to my community. Um, and so I love hearing this. I love more than anything in the free world, as much as I love feeding y'all, as much as I love being here with y'all, I love so much hearing folks that have attended either the farmer's market or the market that I organize, which is offbeat market. Um, when folks are like, this is such a good space, like it just feels good. Or my vendors, you know, will come up to me and say like, what you're doing is remarkable and it's meaningful. And sometimes I think most people need this reminder of like, you're doing it. 
and you're serving people and what you're doing is meaningful and it's, you know, impacting um, the community and other folks in a really tremendous way. And like, tell people that, <laughs> you know, and I, I mean, I really do like that, you know, cause it's easy to, um, to get in your head. And again, if you know anything about me, you know that I'm basically have like a PhD in getting in my own head and getting in my own way. But, um, I mean, for example, this last, this past Saturday was, uh, I had the bakery was at the local farmer's market. I'm at city park farmer's market. And then I also had an event. Uh, it was our first all queer lineup at gold spot brewing, um, which is like hands down my favorite queer space in Denver. Uh, and it was an all queer vendor lineup and I have been looking so forward to it. I mean, I love all of my markets, but just being in this space with like other queer folks and queer community and a queer safe space. I mean, I was just over the moon. And I remember the week leading up to it, I was like kind of keeping my eye on the forecast as I do, because uh, this was an all outdoor market. And, you know, initially it was like, I don't know, 50 degrees or something like that. And the day before it was like so beautiful and sunny and hot outside. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, like, of course, but it's 50, like it's no big deal. And then it was like every day, it was like watching the tiniest, most prolonged like train <laughs> crash that you've ever seen. And every day it just dropped like a few more degrees and a few more degrees and a few more degrees. And then it's raining. <laughs> And then it's, you know, the, the rain, the rain chance goes from 30% to like 70. And then the next day it was actually that it was going to snow. And then by the end of the week, it was like a, a winter storm warning. The high was like supposed to be 38 degrees that day. And I was just like, fuck me. You know, like not not only for, uh, obviously as a vendor, you know, we're all outdoors at city park farmers market. Um, but you know, like my market, I mean like these folks, I'm not discrediting anybody, but it's a lot easier to keep in my opinion. Like, I, I mean, even for me, it was a pain in the ass because it's like blizzarding at one point on top of scones, uh, although we are under tents, but you see where I'm going with this, but the vendors at offbeat, you know, like these are folks that <laughs> make art with their hands or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like this is, Oh man. So there I was like so anxious and falling to pieces and, you know, like making sure that like my friends and people that I love were like set up for success at the farmer's market so that I could leave and go get offbeat set up. And, you know, at one point I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? and also why are we doing this? And my vendors are going to hate me because it didn't get canceled. And they're like, why are we sitting outside in the snow? And so the moral of that story is if you see folks that are doing things that make a difference in your life, please tell them for the love of God, <laughs> please. Like I can attest from experience. We need to hear it. And it ended up actually, I mean, the morning was like a shit show and it was cold and it was like snow raining. It was like snow hailing at some point. And I was like, this is going to be such a long day and like people are going to be miserable. And then guess what? The sun came out and it stopped snowing and it actually ended up being such a lovely day. It was like by far as an organizer, one of my most favorite days. And 
So yes, hearing that you have attended one of these and that you had a spectacular time means a lot to me. Um, in regards to what what are we doing? What is Offbeat doing? Here's the deal. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have all the answers right now. And um, for a person that feels best with answers and knowing um, and being somewhat in control, that can be really hard to just kind of let something be and exist and grow and kind of do this like organic sort of thing. But like, that's what we've done. And that's what we're doing. And you know, and I, originally when, when I started off be back in December, it was supposed to just be like this once a month thing, right? And now it's because um, through the next couple of months, it's like, you know, every other week. And there's actually opportunity in June for it to be three out of four weeks, you know? And so I don't know. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to allow myself to be okay there and to exist there and to just kind of see what happens organically. And like, yes, I have some ideas. I have some like really big, huge, big picture, big, hairy ideas. Right. And in the meantime, I'm just going to, we're just going to like see what happens and I'll make sure that I keep y'all in the loop and that you know that we're where we're going to be in advance. And, uh, yeah, as as things continue to grow and develop and, and as this thing turns, you know, continues to build uh, community and size wise, um, I'll make sure that I'll make sure that it's known. Don't you worry. And it thanks, you know, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, Becca in Colorado wrote Ava. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back. I'm wondering if you can tell me what I can do with a surplus of dill. I planted some last year and it spread over a good chunk of my garden and I'm now in over my head. Thanks in advance. <clears throat> Man. Dill. Dill will do that to you. It really will. It's like a it's like such a volunteer thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like a it's like pumpkin and squash plants. I mean, you just it's like inevitable. There's truly, it's like you plant a handful and the next year. It's like you suddenly have 75 plants. Um, what can you do with dill? I have actually so many ideas. And I understand that like when you have a shitload of something, you're like, listen, lady, I don't want you to tell me to like put a sprig of it on my salmon. <laughs> like, What am I doing with all of this dill? And so I'm going to give you a few options. A few of my ideas are the following. What you can do is actually chop, you know, just take a whole, take a whole couple of handfuls of your plant and whack it off. And, oh, anyways, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not editing that out and I'm not, I'm not requesting it to be edited out. Oh, I love it here. Anyways, <laughs> just take take a shitload of that dill, chop it up, take an ice cube tray or several, okay, and fill it with olive oil, okay? Obviously not to the top because then what you're going to do is you're going to take your dill and you're going to shove it in there 
in the olive oil. You're going to make sure that it's submerged. And then you're going to freeze it. I know. I know. Obviously, things that you can do with like, you know, now this is an olive oil. So you're now doing two things with it, right? Um, Vinaigrettes, uh, things like tzatziki, you know, just like pop a cube out and use it. I understand that, you know, for the most part, you're not going to be using, but that's like a nice way to preserve it. You don't have to have all the answers for it right now. Um, If you've been following along for any span of time, you will hear me talk about the irony is that I was actually supposed to make this dish for dinner tonight. It's Scarlett's last day of school. We're going to celebrate her instead uh, and we're going to go out. But anyways, the orzo with the jammy tomato situation. I'm not going to get into it right now. However, go back and listen. I wish that I could tell you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> go, go on my Instagram and I promise you'll find it at least several times. It's divine. And it's like Mediterranean-esque. You can go lots of different ways. But one of my favorite things to do with it is put a shitload of dill in there and feta. And it's fantastic. And honestly, like sometimes I can't always find dill is not always as accessible in, in the winter months for obvious reasons. And so now you have your own dill. Other things that you can do. I love a chimichurri. And... I don't think that dill gets used that much. You know, when you think of chimichurri, I on I like I obviously understand that your your first thing, your first go-to is not going to be dill. Change that. Obviously, it's going to be, you know, it what are you making? You know what I'm saying? But like fish, it's super good on even like um if you can get your chicken thighs, so skin on chicken thighs i like to be the fussy bitch that will ask the butcher counter i'll like slip them 10 bucks sometimes i'll take it sometimes they won't slip them a little tip and ask them to bone my chicken thighs for me you don't have to bone them but this is just easier from like i have kids and blah and also i am also one of those people that like if i have my rathers i will eat chicken off of the bone but i also love dark meat so are you following you want the skin on you could do like a like a roasted situation make sure that the skin gets really crisp afterwards and make a chimichurri with like a shitload of dill parsley lemon olive oil you see where i'm going with this you could do it on like a pork tenderloin um and that that i mean that would use like a solid handful also yay pickles i love a pickled thing i love a pickled moment and so I mean, you can use like, you know, several handfuls. I also love like, I mean, really and truly like spicy dilly things I really love. Um, And so that's, that's an option too. And then yes, you can garnish the fuck out of any piece of salmon that you ever make indefinitely until the end of time. Amen. Start making like a lot of, yeah, European-esque, just get in there. Godspeed to you. And also mitigate some of that because it's just going to keep dill is like wildfire. You're going to have like 19 dill bushes in your garden. Good luck. And also report back. Let me know what you decide to do with all of that. Um, Sarah writes, 
Hi, Ava. I'm a member of your Feed Me a Story group, as well as a loyal podcast listener. I've been wanting to write in for a while now to say hello and to tell you how much I enjoy your work. Here's my question. I'm getting married this coming autumn. My sweet partner and I want our reception to feel as cozy and community gathering like as possible. For example, we've chosen to go with wedding pies instead of the traditional formal cake route. As for the dinner, we want to highlight the seasonal produce of California, where we live in the autumn. We're not big meat eaters in general and don't eat any pork or red meat at all. Do I need to still offer a red meat option to my guests or an animal protein at all? We also don't drink any alcohol and aren't planning on serving any. I don't want my guests to feel like they're at some kind of weird health retreat, but I also don't necessarily want prime rib and shots of tequila at my wedding. Where do we draw the line between entertaining and our own preferences? Thank you so much. Hi, and also thanks for taking the time. And also like, thank you for asking like feedback in my opinion about such a big day to y'all. That means a lot to me. Um, that you would like my two cents and you would like for me to weigh in. Here are my initial thoughts. And let me preface this by saying, I hope that by now you have listened with the understanding that like, I'm going to shoot the shit with you and give you my opinion as though I am shooting the shit with Hannah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, um, we're not a flowery bunch here. I'm not going to tell you what I think that you want to hear And I hope that that is of appeal to you and is one of the things that you like about it here and which is why you stuck around. So let me first just say in regards to meat, first of all, California produce autumn. I'm loving this. There is so much that can be done. You also have so many more options uh, I mean, I, I reckon kind of depending on where you're at, but uh, for the most part, I mean, you're you're going to have more options than say, you know, where I live in Denver. Um, and also naturally as a pie girl myself, I love this for you. I love this idea. Um, so I think that that is all fantastic. I, I do not, I do not think that um, meat is a requirement. I certainly do not think that red meat is a requirement by any by any means. Um, I love meat, so let me just start. Let me just start by saying that I love meat, and to be honest with you, um, especially if if I'm not doing like a stewed situation. Or, I, you know, like a roast situation. I mean, we do not eat a ton of meat in my house in the spring and summertime, in like the warmer months. A lot of that is because I, I like to think that we eat pretty fucking seasonal. Um, I also don't have a grill. I live in an apartment. And so, you know, like I'm not grilling steaks. And if I'm not grilling steaks and I don't have like access to that kind of you know, or like chicken thighs or whatever for burrito bowls, we just skip it. I'm not so like, I'm obviously, I'm not crazy. Like I realize that there are other ways to achieve cooked meat, but you see where I'm going with this. There is so much that can be done with 
so many other things, including local produce, that I personally do not think that people are going to feel as though they haven't been, you know, fed or well fed. I mean, obviously you're going to have to, you know, be really intentional with, you know, what your courses are looking like, how, how many, what the setup is going to be, you know, but for the most part, I, I mean, I don't think that that's that big of a deal. And if it, I mean, if somebody's attending a wedding and I can get dragged for this all day, I mean, if you're like attending a wedding with the, with this, like, number one, societal norms of just about anything is fucking garbage town. So let's just get that out of the way. Number two, if you're attending a wedding and being like, there's not a red meat option on here, I'm not going. I feel like perhaps like that person just shouldn't be at your wedding. You know what I'm saying? Like never in two million years would I ever attend a wedding and be like, uh, where's the prime rib? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like that's do in that regard, like do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) It's your wedding. It is your day. And if you don't eat pork or red meat, I, I mean, so be it. I think that people will survive. I really do. And if they don't, and if that's like the hill that they want to die on, let them have it. Down to the booze. I do not know enough about you or your partner or your life or... So I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know what the intention on not offering alcohol at your way. I don't know. I don't know what that is. And also you can just say, because I said so. That's also an option. My personal thought is if you don't drink, okay, if you don't drink at all, I'm assuming most of the people in attendance of your wedding, they know this about you, okay? Do I think that it might be, I I don't know. I don't think kind is the word that I'm looking for. Thoughtful, also no. I can't think of a word that I'm looking for. Do I think that it would be a cool offering to offer a batched cocktail? You know what I'm saying? Something that's like easy or like beer even. Beer or wine and just like skip, you know, no hard, you know. I do think if it was my wedding and I personally didn't drink, Um, and there wasn't a lot of yuck feelings behind that. Like maybe I wasn't in recovery or, you know, if it was simply just a choice of like not drinking, I do personally think that I would to some scale offer alcohol to my guests, but also like creating intentionality behind that as well. Like I said, I mean, if you don't want people knocking back shots at your wedding, that's a thousand percent reasonable. And so pull booze off the shelf. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, And again, I mean, that's 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 my two cents. I do think that I would so long as um, there wasn't sort of like a, a, a bigger issue at hand you know, to not offer booze or to not personally drink. Um, I do, I, I believe, you know, like I've had bouts of like where I simply, you know, just make the choice not to drink because I don't feel like it. And I feel, um, 
good about that while I'm doing it. And I also feel like if I'm, you know, we all have, people have their own stances. Um, I come from like a long line of addicts and alcoholics. And so that's, you know, I, I do have sensitivity towards like, we don't have to celebrate or grieve or do X, Y, and Z with like the presence of booze. Like I understand the nuance behind all of this. Um, but if it's just kind of like a meh, I feel neutral. I simply don't drink. Do I still have to offer it? I personally would, I would, um, and, and, and do with that what you will. Um, I think that it's fantastic that you're, you know, creating conversation about this and that you obviously have, um, your guests, interest in mind and that you want it to be enjoyable for them as well and again no you know do we do we need to have booze you know for in order for something to be enjoyable absolutely not do i think that most people that do partake or do imbibe um would perhaps like to have a glass of wine with their meal probably and do you have to? Absolutely not. But here we are. We're creating a conversation around it. Um, I hope that you'll let me know what you decide to do. I would also, if you want help flushing out a menu, you know I love to do that kind of thing. I want to know what y'all end up doing. I want to know the situation on these pies. I want to know, um, you know, what, what y'all are going to do with all of that uh, autumn produce in California circle back and also thank you for your patience and my response time i appreciate y'all i will catch up with y'all soon see ya